0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Just Saying. I'm Shay, and I'm here with... Jerris, And we've got a great episode for you this week. Jarrus, what's a little preview for, t- for today?
1: Well, Shay, I'm just saying we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, we're going to start with Ahsoka wrap-up and kind of preview what's next for Star Wars and wrap up the series as a whole. Then we're going to give you a little season two preview of Loki, the uh, next upcoming Marvel series. And then since we didn't get to baseball last week, we're going to start off with MLB news and we're going to do a little playoff recap, wildcard update and World Series preview. Then we're going to do NBA news, NASCAR, NFL, and then the NHL.
0: All right. Sounds great to me. What about you? you ready?
1: I'm ready. Shay, why don't you start us off with Ahsoka?
0: All right, guys. By the time this is coming out, we just finished the episode uh, the day before on Wednesday. And holy cow, what a great way to end the season of Ahsoka, the first season. Wow. Um, (laughs) Honestly, it was... Pretty perfect. You couldn't ask for much more. Um, just especially the ending of the ending, the ending of the final episode, how how it teases everything. Just, oh man, a masterpiece from Dave Filoni as a whole.
1: And I'm sorry to say, Shay, but Thrawn gets away.
0: Thrawn gets away. He, he is able to get back to the main galaxy and the, the main galaxy is in so much trouble.
1: We did see in the episode, uh, it's just as we suspected. We think that underground cargo they had is uh, dead soldiers that the Night Sisters are going to use to reanimate and uh, spread their bad influence on the entire galaxy.
0: Yep. His, his army is massive. When they showed the cargo hold, all those caskets or boxes or whatever you, you want to call them. Of you know his dead stormtroopers and stuff, uh, his army's massive, and it's only gonna get bigger with the more enemies they end up killing and stuff like that. You know, over through the course of this war that he's trying to start, um, they'll reanimate those dead enemies and then they'll be a part of his army, and his army's just gonna get bigger and bigger. So I I don't know what they're gonna do moving forward. The rebel the uh, New Republic, they're in for a rude awakening.
1: And as we saw in the episode, those uh, reanimated soldiers don't really seem phased unless you pretty much cut their head off. They yeah. just keep coming.
0: Yeah, they they kept coming with uh, blaster shots from Sabine, lightsaber you know cuts to the chest, their leg or arm or whatever. They they didn't stop. They just kept coming, and it really did seem like like you said, chopping off the head. That was the only way to get him to <laughs> to stop moving.
1: There was a little bit of a happy ending, though. Ezra does return home.
0: Yep, he is able to return home while Sabine and Ahsoka and Hu Yang are stuck in the uh, other galaxy, the new galaxy. But Ezra does get home <laughs> dressed as a, in disguise as a stormtrooper or the night trooper, as uh, Thrawn called them, uh, just like he did in Rebels. And nobody recognizes him except Chopper, which is a really cool, really cool touch. And then Hera's able to see him once he takes his helmet off. And it's a very, very cool moment. maybe tear up a little bit. A little Rebels reunion right there. Just sucks that Ahsoka and Zabin couldn't be there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we see Baylar scroll finally uh, pretty much find what he's looking for, but still it's kind of left up to discussion.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Standing on a statue of the father from, of the mortis gods from explaining like the whole force and all that situation. But what is, what does that mean though? Does that mean he's trying to become a mortis God? Does that mean he's trying to get to that level to, you know, his ultimate plan was to stop all wars. Like you would need godly level power to be able to do that. So there's definitely a lot of questions. Um, Great, great final appearance of the actor, Ray Stevenson, as well. Uh, unfortunately, like we discussed a couple of episodes ago, he passed away. Don't really know what they're going to do. That's kind of a big plot point to not recast somebody to have be him again. But you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm glad I'm not in that seat to make that decision. Oh, me
1: neither, Shay. Um, a couple more takeaways from this episode in the series as a whole. Um, and Thrawn's uh little monologue to Ahsoka was pretty chilling.
0: Oh yeah, so chilling. He he knew her every move because of Anakin. Because Anakin was her master.
1: But uh, you know, Ahsoka, she's not like Anakin, you know, Anakin's past and everything she holds from him, you know, it's it's not all bad, it's not all his dark side. And uh her maturity and her arc throughout the first season of this series really speaks volumes to that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And throwing throwing that little jab in there to basically saying uh, you know, what are you going to become just like what Anakin became because there's so many similarities between the two. Um It was a nice jab but ahsoka kind of proved herself saying you know i can be who i want to be my fate is not destined it is not written and she you know she's choosing to (laughs) obviously be a way better person than anakin ended up being however seeing anakin as a force ghost right at the very end this seeing anakin this whole series uh showing him in a different light like you have discussed before really it's nice to see that there is a better side to anakin skywalker that a lot of us maybe haven't seen if if you didn't watch you like clone wars or anything like that
1: yeah definitely and it does seem like ahsoka and sabine's relationship has been repaired
0: yes it does now they're stuck in a different galaxy so (laughs) they got to get along regardless now for sure but yeah it does seem that they're repaired it is repaired i should say and i i just wonder how they're going to get back because they got to get back somehow
1: yeah i gotta say the uh soga series has probably left star wars in the best position right now um since the mandalorian
0: yeah by far um the, the last season of the mandalorian was a little controversial i personally loved it but um was still a little controversial and Star Wars hasn't been this good probably since the first or second season of of Mando. So I, it's in such a good position right now. And if they're going to cross over with the next season of Mandalorian and lead up to the Thrawn movie. Oh, yeah, it's Star Wars is in a great spot right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Just big round of applause for this series. For Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Um, everything about it from top to bottom was damn near perfect.
0: Yeah, the acting, the story, the set design, the uh c- CGI, the cinematography, the sound design, the music, just oh man, it was perfect. Couldn't agree more.
1: Yeah. All right, um I think that wraps it up. Yeah, right I there. think so. so. Um now Loki season 2 preview. Um I watched the trailers and I have my little theories on it. So it seems like at the end of season one, right? All the timelines are being scrambled if you haven't watched season one. Um basically at the end they kill Kane in uh the place they were in. Mm-hmm. And uh scramble all the timelines, everything's like kind of falling apart, and I think What we've seen in the season two trailers is that it's really affecting Loki Mm -hmm. as because he's a variant and he's not really supposed to be alive. At this point, it's not like, you know, part of the main sequence of timelines. Um, I think he's assembling the team to try to undo what they have done. And I think it determines his fate as well, um, as well as the fate of the entire multiverse
0: yeah i'm i'm really excited uh just because the first season of loki was so good um but yeah i agree with you it seems based off of the trailers and stuff it does seem that loki be you would assume because he's a variant and he's in this timeline and should not be alive he there's definitely something going on with him in the trailers and they show the next variant of Kang briefly, I think in the last, the latest trailer just came out um, not too long ago. And we all know that he is supposed to be the big bad, but with everything going on in the real world with Jonathan Majors and stuff, you know, that's kind of, that might be changing Could yet to be determined. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see what Marvel does with it because, you know, are they going to go in a different direction than kang now because of what's you know the legal troubles and stuff or are they gonna kind of stick with it and see how the court cases or whatever you know how that all goes first
1: yeah shay i'm very interested to see how that all plays out um there's been a lot of rumors for the series that there's going to be multiple cameo appearances um andrew garfield as a spider-man has been rumored um maybe a appearance by uh deadpool and uh wolverine following the events of deadpool 3 you know you know they could do they could do a lot that's that's what really makes me excited for this series because it really starts the whole multiverse dilemma really started i think with loki season one right yeah so they can just like take it in any direction that they want and it will make sense
0: yeah, now it can just go anywhere. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I'm excited for too, for sure. Because they can do whatever, whatever they need to, whatever they want to.
1: Yeah, so definitely uh look out for that. Highly recommend watching it. Like I said, the first season was fantastic. Um that does premiere tomorrow at nine a.m.
0: PM PM Thursday, Thursday, October fifth.
1: Yeah, so be sure to look out for that. We're going to be reviewing Every episode as it comes out, so look forward to that. And with that, we're going to lead off with uh, baseball.
0: Yes, sir. Since we didn't get to it last week, we thought we'd lead off, <laughs> like a leadoff hitter.
1: <laughs> guess what? The Rays only scored
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will get right to that in a second. Uh, but we're going to lead off with baseball since we left that out last week. So sorry. We're doing it now. Um, first. Red Sox nation is very upset. Baseball, baseball world as a whole is upset, but specifically Red Sox nation. Uh, we lost the good one just the other day. Uh, Tim Wakefield, the father of the knuckleball, the master of the knuckleball, World Series champion with the Red Sox, uh, unfortunately passed away due to brain cancer. Uh, what's really sad is he didn't tell anybody about it he was kind of going through this battle on his own and with you know his family and close friends Um, so this really just came out of nowhere so a lot of people were quite upset obviously Red Sox fans but I've seen posts from you know all the Boston uh, sports teams and players and all that talking about Tim Wakefield and his impact on you know baseball but not just baseball sports as a whole the boston community the city of boston so uh very very um very sad time and all thoughts prayers condolences good vibes and all that go out to his friends and family and you know red sox nation for sure
1: yeah Shay's such a role model as well you know i was reading up on it and uh he was constantly visiting hospitals you know other kids with cancer and and just providing comfort to anyone that needed it and he was he seemed very selfless and and always willing to put himself out there
0: yeah absolutely um a champion not only on on the diamond but also in life itself being a outstanding role model an outstanding uh citizen so he will be greatly missed and um Hopefully next season, you know, maybe we can do a little better for him.
1: Yeah. Our sincere condolences to him and his family and, and the entire Red Sox nation and, and the sports world, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Um, Detroit Tigers legend Michael Cabrera retires. Um, it was a great send off for his last game. Um, his kids got to announce his first at bat. Um, The Detroit Tigers gifted him with a pair of Jordans uh, made from baseballs from each of his milestones, and it was was just a beautiful ceremony overall.
0: Yeah, it was (laughs) – the whole season has been really special for him because each away – each road game or series that the Tigers went to, whatever club they faced, gifted him something. So it's been a really special season for him overall but yeah that was it was a great great send off last games in detroit and a legend absolute legend got for sure hall of famer when the time comes and uh you know he he absolutely left his mark on the on the game and the the game is going to miss him for sure but it's moving in the right direction because of trailblazers you know like miguel cabrera himself so big congratulations to Miguel and good luck in uh, retirement and whatever else you end up doing
1: yes most definitely I know uh, a lot of my family is from Detroit so I'm sure they're they're very proud fans right now absolutely all right so we get to baseball the standings it was a very crazy final week Uh, didn't seem like nobody wanted those final wildcard spots. <laughs> um, I was rooting for the Mariners to take it, but they did fall short after a skid in the final week. So the Rangers and the Blue Jays and the Rays uh, clinched the wild card spots for the AL East. And in the National League, the Phillies, Marlins, and Diamondbacks are the ones that come up on top. Uh the Cubs and Reds did make a run for it. They fell short. Um, I was most surprised to see the Marlins in there, to be honest. I didn't even realize that that they were in the race. So
0: Yeah, that they definitely surprised people by getting their way in there, for sure.
1: But as we know, all you have to do is get in and anyone can win. Exactly. Uh the Orioles and the Astros have the bye for the american league and for the national league the braves and the dodgers so they await the winners of the wild card series yes and speaking of the wild card series (laughs) the tampa bay rays um you know
0: at the time of this recording they're out
1: (laughs) yeah um they went over 32 innings uh, straight in the postseason without a run, they finally scored, but they still lost two games to nothing against the Rangers, uh, four to zero and seven to one, respectively. Um, I was pretty mad. <laughs> I was pretty mad, um, especially considering that you know there's always the talk about the bad attendance numbers and and the. Tampa Bay not supporting the team. Well, this this doesn't give them a good reason to.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, on those bad attendance numbers, uh, it was reported yesterday, the, the wild card game yesterday at the Trop, the worst attendance for a playoff game since 1919.
1: Over 100 years.
0: 1919. Now, people are going to say, well, it was in the middle of the day, Jerris. Come on.
1: You know who you are.
0: <laughs> it was in the middle of the day. T- the Trop is a difficult place to get to, blah 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 blah. But it's playoff baseball. Come on. like Minnesota, they had their game at the same time in their local, you know, time zone because they're an hour behind us. They packed out their stadium.
1: Yep. The Trap only had a little over 19,000 fans.
0: Yeah. Which is more than what they do in the regular season. I give them that. But.
1: <laughs> Every time that ball went up the air shade, you could just see the stadium was pretty much almost half empty.
0: Yeah. See empty seats and still see that <laughs> that top row just tarped over.
1: Yep. <laughs> pretty embarrassing, to be honest. I'm I'm pretty embarrassed and shocked that uh that people didn't show up and you know i do feel for the players you know at that point they're basically playing for themselves um showing up to a home crowd that's a little over half full you know just kind of makes you feel like nobody cares
0: right and it's a wild wild card weekend you know you only you can only afford to lose one game before you lose another and then you're out. So the the stipulations are very high and you have to win to move on. Each game is so, so important. And then to just not have your your fans there, the, the, I can't even imagine trying to play a you know a playoff game, let alone try to win one to move on. And, you know, just not have your fans there.
1: Yeah. Um, we are or we were riddled with injuries going into the postseason, so that definitely didn't help. But to score just one run and just have our hitting go ice cold, it was it was very frustrating.
0: Yeah, hitting went ice cold. Pitching went pretty cold, especially in the second game. Uh, the Rangers pitching was, I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. Rangers pitching was very, very good. Yep. But, you know, just like you said, one run. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to get it done.
1: In the end, the better team wins, but that's right. I do want to expand on this uh with the attendance. you know, at this point, I don't know if the new stadium deal is gonna make a difference.
0: what You don't
1: I mean, yeah, it's in downtown, but they're still in Saint Pete, like despite the turbulent relationship that they've had, so it kind of doesn't really make much sense to me for them to stay there
0: i i gotta say i agree with you i'm pretty when we talked about the new stadium getting uh announced we were both pretty shocked with it all um but you know if it, it as far as we know it's going to happen it's going to it's going through so when that does happen the first year it's going to be pretty packed cuz it's a brand new stadium people are going to go want to go see it and all that stuff right after that first year or two though that's going to be the real test and if it doesn't <laughs> if fans still don't show up and it's a new stadium oh boy oh boy
1: it's projected to be over a 2 billion dollar project by the way
0: yeah it, if fans don't show up massive failure Massive, but I hope not. I hope, I hope, you know, it sells out for 10 years or whatever, but only time will tell, but right right now it's not looking good.
1: Yeah, I do hope it works out. Like we said a couple weeks ago, they're redoing the entire district. They're gonna, you know, build it up for entertainment around the, around the new stadium and, and all that. But, you know, this is definitely not a, a good sign uh, this playoff series with the attendance, and at this point, you know the Rays can have like a 150 win season next year, uh, with two disappointing uh, exits in the playoffs in a row. Uh, you know, regular season is not starting to not matter to me as much. It's it's what they're gonna do after.
0: Right. I I get that. I respect that. Um, I think moving forward they just they cannot afford to go back to the wild card like they need to get to be the best you know in the american league or second best and and get the buy because that they just can't afford to do the wild card again they need they need that buy
1: yeah i totally agree i did kind of have a feeling um when we split that series with the orioles and we lost our chance to take the uh to take the al um i kind of had a feeling that You know, if we were going to get stuck in the wild card again, that we were going to struggle just like uh, last year because nobody expected uh, Cleveland to knock us off.
0: Right, exactly. So we'll see what happens with the Rays next year. Um, Also, Blue Jays are done.
1: Yep. Blue Jays lost their game. Uh, They didn't really have much else like of a chance. They only scored two runs in that game well uh
0: series? yes sir. the first yeah the first game today this game they got shut out two nothing
1: yeah so they only scored one run too so way to represent the AL East, <laughs> <laughs> toronto and tampa <laughs> so.
0: they're still baltimore they got they got the bye but we'll see we'll see how they do um at the time of this recording uh the phillies were won their first game still got to play their second game uh when we are recording now don't know the outcome obviously we're in the future uh milwaukee is playing right now as well don't know the outcome obviously yet um but hey playoff baseball it's october baby and real quick switching gears in baseball cheers who do you think's going to the world series huh
1: well, Shay, the uh Atlanta Braves are definitely the team to beat. Uh they've had a ridiculous season. I think they clinched the their division, if not yes. their conference, with still like twenty games remaining. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. They uh they've had the highest team slugging percentage at over a point five, which is ridiculous. Yep. Uh I don't remember if they broke it, but they were on pace to break the amount of team
0: home runs in a season? I don't think they did, but I know I know they were on pace, but you know who did break records from the Braves?
1: Ronald Acuna Jr.
0: The first ever 40-70 season. Holy cow.
1: Not just that, Shay, but the first ever 40-60 season.
0: Which is 40 home runs, 60 stolen bases, Forty home runs or seventy stolen bases. He, this dude, whew, he was on fire. He'll he'll probably be the National League MVP for sure.
1: Oh, for sure, he's had an unreal season, and to see him hoist that base up after he got it was yeah. was pretty was pretty nice. Yeah, that was
0: pretty sweet. So, you think the Braves are going for the National League?
1: Yeah, I think the Braves are are going to go all the way. You know, but they're they're definitely the team to beat. You know.
0: Yeah, who do you think's going to face them in the American League?
1: You know, the American League is a little bit more interesting to me because now we know the Rays and the Blue Jays are out. Mhm. So we got the Orioles, the Twins, the Astros and the Rangers. Um The Astros didn't really have a lot of momentum uh going into the playoffs. They didn't really look good. They almost slipped out of a spot. Yep, at almost one point. did, yeah. So you know, I'm going to go with the Twins.
0: Ooh, that would be interesting.
1: I think the uh the Twins have a lot to prove. Um it's been a long time, you know. Minnesota as a whole, you know, that city has been tortured with playoff utility and and no championships. So yeah. So it'd be really nice to to finally bring a title to Minnesota. And you know, the Twins, yes, they Probably did have the division handed to them on a tee because it is one of the weakest, if not the weakest, division in baseball. Yeah, but you know, I think I think they got a lot to prove and and you know they got in and I think they're they're riding that and they they've looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, their first playoff win the other day in since two thousand four. Two thousand four. That's so, a good start. Definitely a good start, knocked out the Jays, moving on. Um, All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break here, and when we come back, I'll give my World Series predictions real quick, and then we will move right on with the rest of the show.
1: And welcome back so leaving off with our world series predictions um i have the twins against the braves and i'm gonna pick the twins to win it all
0: interesting pick
1: very very interesting i'll uh say in six games um the only reason i say that is because we saw the atlanta braves rest their players last time and they got knocked out surprisingly early by the Phillies. Mhm. So, you know, we've seen from time to time, you know, these teams have really great seasons and steamroll and they're either pushing their players too much or they're resting them too much and they kind of just stutter, you know.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's a it's a fine balance. It happens in every sport for every playoff series or playoff game. Um uh, the Braves just like steamrolled the National League, though. So I, I, I don't know if the fact that they rested their players again at towards the end of the year is gonna do much this time because oh, they were just there's nobody better. So no. I, I don't know. No. We'll, we'll see though, because could be totally wrong. Yeah, could be totally wrong. So they're definitely the team to beat. But Shay. What's your prediction? My prediction. So my second favorite team is still in it, the Phillies, and since I'm from there. Uh, so I'm rooting for the Phillies. I think they are red hot right now. And I, I think they could beat the Braves and get all the way back to the World Series. That, that's, that's their message. You know, get back, win it all. You know, Nick Castellanos, I believe it was Nick Castellanos uh, the other day, the first game held up his ring finger towards the dugout just when he hit, had a big hit, just symbolizing like, hey, I want a ring. So, and that kind of took the internet, the baseball world, I should say by storm. So I, I'm rooting for the Phillies and my pick is going to be the Phillies from the National League, uh, the American League. I I am going to saying the al east i am going to give it to the orioles to make it oh. to the world series all right the orioles are also red hot they they've been so bad for so long so to see them succeed you'll get that by especially but and but you know just make the playoffs in general it is very cool even though they're you know division opponents division rivals you know, they've just been bad for so long that I kind of feel good that <laughs> they've made the playoffs and I don't hate them. Like I hate the Yankees. So I think they'll make it from the American league, but I think my Phillies are going to edge them out. I think, I think that that series could go seven games. um, And if it does, it just makes it all, all the more exciting for sure. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be the Phillies and, and Orioles. And the Phillies are going to Edge Mountain seven.
1: Yeah, I do agree with you. I think uh, the teams that are definitely geared up to make an unlikely run are the the Twins and the Phillies. <clears throat> I don't. I'm not sure if the Phillies are considered like an underdog, but they were kind of like mid all season, and then they just like clicked.
0: Yeah, towards the end of the season, absolutely. So anyway. I don't know if people consider them underdogs just because they were in the World Series last year, um, but they're definitely underdogs compared to their National League East rivals, the Braves. So just depends on how you look at it.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. And speaking of the playoffs, the Yankees, Mets, and Cardinals all miss the three and the highest, Red Sox. The three <laughs> highest paid payrolls.
0: Oh, yeah. All out. So that just tells you, you can have all the money in the world for your team. But that doesn't mean you're going to win a championship. First time in 30 years, we're not going
1: to see all three of these teams in the postseason.
0: Absolutely crazy. Um, I think it shows, for the most part, baseball's in a good spot. Especially with the rule change this year, making the games shorter, having the pitch clock and stuff. On average, games were two hour. Two hours and 40 minutes, I believe, was what I saw uh, from ESPN. Um, So definitely shorter, more enjoyable, more action. Stolen bases were up by an absurd percentage compared to years past. So there's a lot more action going on. And the game's just more fun. So baseball's in a great spot right now. And there's so much parity with all these teams. And... You have teams you know, like the Twins and the Orioles and stuff getting into the playoffs, making some noise. Hey, baseball's in a good spot.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, we got some NBA news again.
0: Back-to-back back weeks with the NBA.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, besides these uh, two trades, the one we're going to be talking about right now, there just hasn't really been much going on. But NBA did uh, have their media day. This week, which oh, Jimmy yes, Butler they did, does it again.
0: He oh, he's gonna be memed till way past he's dead because <laughs> of this one. This
1: is awesome, <laughs> reminds me of uh Brandon Tanov, um, from the Seattle Kraken, his headshot where he's like spooked like this. <laughs> He took he took that first one totally by accident. And then he just rolled with it. Just him. kept going. Kept oh,
0: yeah. Yep, Jimmy Butler with the emo look. That's that's a new one. <laughs> and man, was it funny! Oh my god, you gotta love Jimmy buckets. Yeah. Oh man. But NBA starts up soon, so we'll be covering NBA more for any NBA fans and listeners, and you know all four sp- major sports going at the same time, plus the NASCAR playoff, like. Woo, we're gonna be busy.
1: Yeah. Um, and also with anything that we've talked about, you know, let us know down in the comments. Do you think the Rays New Stadium's gonna fix their attendance issues? Um, what are your predictions? Who's gonna make it to the World Series? Who's gonna win it all? Who could make an unexpected run? Uh, you know, feel free to discuss.
0: What do you think of Jimmy Bucket's email look? Let us know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do
0: you think it's cringe? Do you think it's funny? <laughs> uh, but today's news, we're going to be talking about my Celtics, part of a trade. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty big. We sent the Boston Celtics, me, me my team, we sent Robert Williams, a third, our center, our young center, who has a lot of upside, and our guard, Malcolm Brogdon, who was just named the sixth man of the year. Did a phenomenal job coming off the bench, who was going to be our point guard now that Marcus Smart, you know, left. Uh, they sent them. Where'd they send them to, Jerris?
1: They sent them to the Portland Trailblazers for guard Drew Holiday.
0: Who they received from Milwaukee.
1: So um, it was reported on ESPN that the uh, Trailblazers didn't have any intention of holding on to Drew Holiday that they were going to trade him over the weekend to the highest bidder, and that happened to be the Celtics.
0: Yep, sent our center, our guard, 2024 first-round pick via Golden State, and the 2029 first-round pick also going to Portland. Um, So we sent over a lot for Drew Holiday. Now, Drew Holiday, here's my thoughts as a Celtics fan. Drew Holiday, one of the best defenders out there. So we gained great defense. We gained a point guard. And we have Derek White coming off the bench who could, you know, sub him out and everything. But we lost Robert Williams III, who was like raw talent that just needed to be refined and who was on the, in my opinion, on the path to do to doing that and having that happen and to just be a great NBA center. Uh, and then to also get rid of Malcolm Brogdon, who was the sixth man of the year, who if we didn't have Marcus smart would have been the starter who is, who could arguably be a starter for any team as a guard. Um, uh, I understand it's drew Halliday, drew holiday, but I was and plus the two first round picks, uh, I was pretty. I'm not really happy about it. I, ho- I obviously hope it works out. That's my team, Celtics fan and all that. But I, I just think we gave up a little too much for uh, for Drew Holiday.
1: Shay, I wanted to ask you real quick. Um, as a Celtics fan, after that exit um, due to the Eastern Conference Finals loss to Miami last year. Um, do you think the Celtics are kind of maybe overcorrecting a
0: little too much? Uh, that's a good question. Um, i don't I don't think so. They still have Jason Tatum. They have to pay him this year, though. If not, we're gonna lose him. So we have to pay Jason Tatum. You know, we just signed Jalen Brown to highest NBA contract of all time and all that. Um, a lot of people, didn't think he deserved it. I disagree. I think he does. He's only getting better, going to get better. He's still just entering his prime, so <laughs> he deserves it. Anyway, um, I don't think so, though. We still have still have Al Horford as a starter. Um, I don't think they're overcorrecting. I just think they're getting rid of the wrong pieces i don't think we should have got rid of marcus smart he was the heart and soul of the team the longest tenured player on the celtics with nine nine years with them oh that one really hurt (sighs) but and then we didn't re-sign grant williams williams and then you know to send over robert griffin the third and malcolm brogdon like i can understand why people may think that I don't think it's doing too much. I think it's just the wrong moves, in my opinion. We could have done different things. But we'll see how it works out. We're still, after the Drew Holiday trade, we're, it's kind of, it's a kind of Milwaukee and then the Celtics as the favorites right now in the east with Miami right below them and Philly below them. So we'll we'll see what happens, you know. We'll, we just got to wait and see.
1: Yeah. All right. So moving on to NASCAR, we're going to give you a little brief update from this past weekend. Talladega, the big one. Oh yeah. 33 degree bank on that track. You, you literally walk up at an angle.
0: Yep. Most, most uh, banking, uh, highest degree of banking in the whole sport of NASCAR.
1: Brian Blaney takes the win. Edges out Kevin Harvick by 12 one thousandths of a second. Photo finish. But, but following post race inspection due to unsecure windshield fasteners, Kevin Harvick was disqualified.
0: You just hate to hear that in the man's last season. That, oh man. Yeah, just hate um,
1: it. that's got to be a fault from his racing team for sure. So, yeah. I'd- Definitely wouldn't be happy about that if I were him.
0: No, that not at all. Especially he was second. Mm. Yeah.
1: So Ryan Blaney punches his ticket to the round of eight with the win. Yes. Um, William Byron continues his postseason dominance and really his dominance on the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he now finished second since Kevin Harvick was disqualified. And he's, got, he's riding a lot of momentum. He's carrying
0: that number 24 pretty well. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see him up there at the front at the end, too, knowing he already punched his ticket to the round eight. But he was still up there. He's like, hey, I'm still racing for a win. I don't care. And yeah. I, I like it. I like it a
1: lot. Yeah, even though you've already punched your ticket and you don't have anything else to lose, you know, go out there and do your best every day. I, I like it a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, below the cutoff line right now are Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Kyle Busch with a minus 26-point deficit.
0: You know what that means?
1: Must win.
0: He's in a must-win situation. That's right.
1: So, we'll we'll see if he can do it, but his uh, last two races have definitely been pretty rough. He uh, finished middle of the pack this past uh, race, and um, the previous race he uh, crashed out.
0: That's right. Next week we go to Charlotte. We have the Roval. That's a, that, you know, road course, difficult track to win on. So he's, he's got to put together, uh, as he, you, know, you being a fan of his, you know, you definitely want him to put together a real, you know, a winning performance. So we'll see though. It's a hard course to win on.
1: Yeah. It's going to be an exciting one. I think we'll have uh an unexpected winner on that and Ken Bubba Wallace find that magic he had you know after the round of 16 and and go into
0: the round of eight yeah that's that's a good question um for bubba as a fan of bubba like i like him as a person as a driver and all that i i hope he does
1: Yep. all right with that uh nascar update for you all uh we're moving on to football football so we're gonna do this a little bit different Kind of uh, try to speed it up a little bit, um, but still keep it paced, well paced. We're going to kind of combine the injury reports and the games. Mm
0: -hmm. So if
1: we give an injury of a player on a certain team, we're going to talk about that team's game. So all these injuries were reported on CBS Sports by Cody Benjamin and Garrett Pudell. First up, Justin Herbert suffers a fractured finger on his non-throwing hand. During their twenty-four to seventeen win over the Raiders, he's only expected to maybe miss um, this week, but it's their bye, so he'll be rested up, um, and he's expected to return for Week Six.
0: Yeah, he he came back to play the rest of the game, finish out the game. This just shows, you know, <laughs> he's the man. He's tough. So yeah. I think he'll I think he'll be all right.
1: Oh yeah. He's definitely the man for the Chargers for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, bad news for Steelers fans. Uh, Kenny Pickett, who's you know had a decent year this year, um, he suffers a knee injury in the Steelers' brutal loss to the Texans, thirty to six. Brutal. Has not been ruled out for next week, but I do want to talk about C.J. Stroud, man. What an impressive rookie campaign he's putting together.
0: Yeah, he. Whatever whatever he might have done in the offseason and then in training camp in preparation for his rookie debut, oof, he he's doing everything right, everything right to, to start the year. To, and not only that, though, to start his career, everything.
1: Yeah, and he's putting this together on a Texas team that, that really doesn't have anything
0: around him. No, it's in the middle of a rebuild right now. They just... Brand new head coach, brand new pieces all around that team. So it's very, very impressive.
1: Yeah, so far in his career, he has 94 completions out of 151 attempts, 1,200 passing yards, six touchdowns, and he has zero interceptions.
0: No interceptions yet. That's, to me, that's the crazy part. (laughs) We're four weeks in already, and he hasn't thrown
1: a pick yet. Wow third longest street to start a career and the second most passing yards by QB in the first four starts only behind cam Newton.
0: Yeah. He's, he is so far, he is very special. So I think if he's able to keep this up the rest of the year or at least some form of it, you know, Houston found their guy.
1: Oh yeah. So definitely uh our even for rookie of the year for sure. Definitely. Um, it doesn't get better for the Bengals this week. Our wide receiver T. Higgins suffers rib fracture in our 27-3 loss to the Tennessee Titans. This offense, man, it's, it's just can't get anything going. I think Joe Burrow has only scored one touchdown in his first four starts. Um, injuries aside or not, you know, uh, I think it's panic time.
0: You think it's panic time in Cincinnati.
1: Uh, me being a Cincinnati fan, you know, last year we started 0-2 and we made the playoffs. But right now we're 1-3. And it's not just that we're losing, but how we're losing. We're, like, we're losing in just brutal fashion.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I, if I were a Cincinnati fan, this team seems to be able to come back, um, you know, throughout the season and the later half of the season to make the playoffs. So you do have that going for you, but this is a little, this feels a little different. Like ever since Joe Burrow hurt his calf in training camp, like it, nothing has just felt the same. And I think we've talked about it. It, it, It's a lingering injury injury, but you know, how does it affect him each week? He's going to be different and you know, what was it really bad this week? You only know, we scored t- three points or was Tennessee's defense just that good this week? Like, I don't know. I think as Bengals fans, it's definitely, I'd be panicking.
1: Yeah. Um, like you said, it feels different. Um, you can only slide for so long and, and you're out of it because you only have 17 games in a season.
0: Yeah. It's, we'll see. We'll see moving forward. But uh, if they don't win next week, I think they're done.
1: Yeah. And that's just my I, opinion. I but... gotta say they they'd be a one and four at that point. They'd have a lot of ground to make up. You know, so we'll see. Um I do hope they make it as a Bengals fan. So uh moving on, uh Buffalo Bills Pro Bowl cornerback, Trey Devarius White, suffers season ending injury brutal with a torn Achilles as Buffalo beats Miami though. 48 to 20 following their historic game last week against the Broncos. Everybody was picking them to win that game too. Um, I wasn't too surprised that they lost, but coming off of a 70 point game, um, I think the bills just came in with the game plan that they had and they executed perfectly.
0: Yeah. I think especially being uh, division rivals, seeing that and seeing all the hype from the media and stuff all on the dolphins and, you know, the dolphins, they are just going to steamroll everybody. They're, they're going to the super bowl. They're going to win the super bowl. All this stuff after that historic performance, which was historic. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think the bills after hearing that all week, we're just like, um, <laughs> we're still the bills. <laughs> nah, we're still the Buffalo like, bills.
1: <laughs> we own the AFC. It's not. You. And,
0: and yeah. And, and Josh Allen, uh, my god he is right now he is the front runner after uh (laughs) after that game he's the front runner for MVP. because oh my god
1: 21 out of 25 completions 320 yards and four touchdowns for number 17
0: yeah he he is the guy i i'm not i'm not a bills fan i root for you know i root for the bills because they haven't won it before and they were bad for so long and you know our Special friend up there, you know, we want to root for the bills and all that stuff, but I love Josh Allen, man. He, God, I just love how he plays. And I know people give him crap for how he runs, and he runs a lot, and he just loves contact and likes to hit people. But when he just runs people over, it is the coolest thing as a quarterback running people. He's the guy, man. He's the guy. Oh,
1: Definitely. Our uh, friend in Buffalo definitely has uh, every right to be excited.
0: Yeah, especially after that performance. Man, they're, they're it's their division still. Sorry. Sorry about Dolphins fans, but it's their division. <laughs> and he even told us he had no concern. Yeah, that's right. And we were like,
1: got to be a little bit concerned. And nope, he was right. He
0: was right. Should have listened.
1: So, <laughs> it wasn't close. Uh, moving on for the New England Patriots, it gets worse for them as well. Uh, they're facing continued trouble as cornerback Christian Gonzalez and offensive linebacker Matt Juden are both out indefinitely with a dislocated shoulder and torn bicep, respectively. And the Patriots had a blowout loss to the Cowboys, 38-3. to
0: Bill Belichick's worst loss as head coach of the New England Patriots.
1: And he's been head coach for what? You know, I think it was twenty
0: one years, or twenty-two years, something like that. Yeah. All that success, you know, all those rings, all those trophies, and he finally gets his worst loss. Is is Bill's is Bill's seat getting hot up in New England? The greatest coach of all time. Is his seat getting hot?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a question, you know, is this la- is this his last year at the home? Um I don't think it's necessarily getting hot. You know, obviously all of New England has a ton of respect for him. Um but it hasn't it hasn't really been working
0: since Brady left. the Last no.
1: couple years um they did make the playoffs last year, but they had a very early exit the wild card game. And Matt Jones, I I don't think he's the answer. No. I I don't think he's a starting caliber quarterback. He did bench him late in the third. Yeah. Yeah, he did not look good in that game at all. And, you know, I think if they miss the playoffs, I think uh, Bill will either decide to retire or um, New England will come to him and say, look, you know, you've been a legend here, but it's just not working anymore, you know, if you just want to resign and we'll mutually part ways because they obviously want to, they obviously want to show him a lot of respect. Yeah. You know, he's, he turned the Patriots into one of the best organizations throughout the 2000s and 2010s.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I, Oh no, we'll see. Is that it for injuries?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. And, uh, we're just going to give some recaps of the games as well. The rest of the games here. The uh, Detroit Lions are putting together a pretty impressive campaign so far. They uh, lead the NFC North with divisional win over the Packers 34-20. And Coach Dan Campbell, after being 4-19-1 in his first starts with the team, he has now led the Lions to an 11-3 and record over his last 14 games.
0: Yeah, um, the Lions fans are so stoked right now it it is oh it's loud up there in detroit and for right every, every reason they they have been so bad for so long so I, i'm excited for lion for the lions and lions fans yeah i'm i'm
1: very happy for them you know i like i said my whole family is from detroit they they did kind of give up on them you know because they've been so bad so i'm i'm really happy that that they're experiencing you know a level of success they haven't seen in a while. And you know, I think they're a playoff team <clears throat> and and they could they could be dangerous.
0: Yeah. I agree. Time.
1: Jared Goff is having a, a pretty good season, you know, after being traded for Matthew Stafford to the Rams. So so yeah. Very nice. Um in other NFL games the colts rally from down 23 to 0 to tie it against the rams but they did lose an ot rookie quarterback anthony richardson had a pretty impressive game there mm-hmm. so um lamar jackson and the ravens crushed the browns 28-3 to 3. lamar jackson had a, quite the game 15 out of 19 completions 186 yards and two touchdowns oh yeah so I am a Baltimore fan, so I hope they, you know, they're obviously probably going to be a playoff team. I just hope that the injury bug doesn't bite them too badly yeah, again. Again, and that they'll go far. The Vikings finally win their first of the season over the Panthers, twenty-one to thirteen. So, congrats there. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> I guess uh, the Bucks win twenty-six to nine over the Saints. And I wanted to ask: Are the Bucks making a mistake not signing Mike Evans? I think they are.
0: Yeah, I, they're making a mistake. Uh, he's he's getting up there in age. He doesn't need to. You don't need to sign him to a you know a five or six year deal. I think, but to not give him a two or three year deal for everything he's done as a wide receiver for the Bucks, yeah, I I think it's a mistake.
1: Yeah, and. Baker Mayfield, he's having kind of a bounce back season.
0: He found his resurgence with Tampa Bay. He, yeah, he, he is.
1: So, it's nice to see that you know there's some excitement around the Bucks from someone not named Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I never really hopped on that bandwagon. You know, obviously Tom Brady came to town. Of course, it was going to draw fans.
0: I mean, you they know. did win the Super Bowl. Though. They did
1: win the Super Bowl. Yes. So. We were always thankful for that. But, you know, I did say it was all the Brady effect. Yeah. <laughs> so but I'm really glad that, you know, Mayfield's having that bounce back after being a, a first overall pick and pretty much being labeled a bust, you know, you know, three or four years into his career. So yeah. That's nice. And he had twenty five out of thirty two completions, two hundred and forty six yards, and three touchdowns. So very nice. All right, guys. uh, You know, this was going to be a long episode. Um, We didn't get to everything we wanted to. Um, We might do another episode and release it in a few days. Um, I was kind of thinking that, but that is up for debate. But um, we'll pick up where we left off if we do. If not, just have to wait for next week. But uh, thank you so much for watching. and. Or thank you so much for listening, excuse me. And don't forget to like and follow. Yes. And and leave your comments down below so you don't miss out and join in the discussion. So thank you very much and we'll see you next time.